0: You're listening to Transform Your Profits, the podcast for accountants who want to build a more profitable, successful, and impactful accounting firm. Your host is Reza Huda, a practice owner, mentor, and coach to accounting firm owners. Hello, hello. hope you're doing well. A very good start to the day. Just on my way to the gym in the morning. Uh, as you know, the mornings are for me, uh, for my deep work, for my uh, exercise, for making sure that uh, I'm feeling good and in the best possible mindset to do my best work. Uh, why am I telling you this? Well, I guess uh, it doesn't hurt to uh, get a bit of insight to my personal life, but, but also in terms of kind of an outlook on things. So often people think that they've got to put in more hours to work more, to earn more money, or achieve whatever goals they have to do. But actually it's not about working more hours, it's about optimizing the output and the work that you get done in those hours. So I think it was a quote by Jim Rohn who said, it's not the, it's not the hours you put in, it's what you put." In the hours that's important, and we know and research has shown that really human beings are only really effective for a few hours in the day, so we 're kidding ourselves that actually by working you know nine ten hours a day that we're actually going to get the level of output that we are expecting and actually and of course, research has shown that when you concentrate on yourself on uh, making sure that uh, you feel good so you know you put time into uh, exercise to getting a bit of fresh air to eating well then that's going to translate into you being able to produce your best work so I find that if I haven't gone for that walk in the morning if I haven't gone for my gym session in the morning that I'm not as productive, that I don't feel as good, that I'll eat badly, and that then takes its toll on your whole mindset, your you know, your feelings. Of course, you know, this is this is physiology, right? When you do exercise, when you go for a walk, when you go out in the fresh air. Uh, endorphins are released, which makes us feel good, and those feel-good endorphins means that you know we're a bit more conscious about what we eat and what we eat well, we feel better, and therefore if our body is on form and uh, in its best possible shape, then of course you know, our body and our minds are linked, right? So we're going to do our, our best work and be as laser-focused on what we want to achieve. So. I digress, what we're talking about today? We're talking about uh, building our second brain. So this is more of a, less of a kind of technical session on something I normally talk about with regards to building a more profitable and uh, successful firm, but more to do with you and how do you, how do you operate in your daily life? How do you capture everything that you read watch and listen to that might be useful for you later on in your not just not in your life but you know actually relevant and useful to you in your business because you know how, how we operate how efficient we are at capturing information that might be useful to us how efficient we are at being able to retrieve information that we need at our fingertips this is what helps us to be more productive, to increase our output, to move the needle forward in our business. Because when we don't get it right, then we're in this constant state of overwhelm. Overwhelm is caused when we have too much going on in our head, we have, we're trying to keep a lot in our head. And as a productivity expert, David Allen said, your brain is not for storing information. Your brain is not for storing ideas, it's for having them we need to free up our brains the reason for stress and overwhelm and that feeling of hectic and that the world is on our shoulders is because we try and hold too much in our brains and our brains are not for storing the information our brains are there for creativity to come up with ideas to do our best work to flourish to you know uh, make all these advances and uh, innovation etc that human beings have done over the years so I guess that's kind of the prelude coming into why we need to have a second brain, as it were, a second digital brain that we can dump a lot of things that we are holding in our brain that causes that overload. So, for example, you know, all the things that you have to do, all the appointments that you have to keep, all the jobs that you have going on, all the all the uh, things that you have to do, you're trying to store it in your head, and uh, clearly that's going to cause overwhelm, because your brain is not, you know, this computer for storing information. As I said, your brain is for having ideas. So how on earth do we go about offloading that out of our first brain and into our second brain as well? And these are concepts that I've got both from David Allen, who's written the book Getting Things Done, Productivity Book, if you haven't already read it, I uh, recommend you do so. And another one is, you probably may not have heard of it, is uh, Building a Second Brain by a chap called Tiago Forte. And uh, again, he's also learnt from uh, the great David Allen in terms of getting things done, and he's come up with a this second brain concept that essentially is a way of being able to store, retrieve, and then distill the information that we read, watch and listen to on an everyday basis. So wouldn't it be amazing that, you know, that podcast that you listen to, the webinar that you watched, that book that you read, that blog post that you came across, wouldn't it be amazing if you could, if you could kind of store the best bits of what you read, watch, and listen to, and then be able to r- retrieve it at just the right moment when you need it, when it's going to be relevant to you in something that you might be working on. And that's what the second brain helps you to do. It helps us to be able to create this, uh, store, and organize this information that we have to help our future selves. Because quite often we come up with great things. I mean, you're listening to me on this podcast. you have probably listening to a, a whole host of other podcasts. You watch YouTube videos. You read blog posts. You attend webinars. But how often is the case that if I asked you, what did you... Uh, you know, uh, you know, what did you what did you learn from that particular webinar that you attended last week? You'd be hard pushed to come up with more than one, a couple of points. And if I asked you what did you learn from the webinar you attended two months ago, you probably would not remember what the title of the webinar was, right? Because, you know, we, we off we forget. We we forget very easily. You know, if some information is not there for us to use straight away, if it's not gonna help us to survive or thrive, we forget because that's what our, our brain is. Our brain is a filter for all the stuff that isn't going to be necessary for us to survive and thrive, and therefore, you know, 90% of information that uh, that we hear, we forget within the, within the space of three days. I think 75% within a day, and then by, oh, it's in, uh, in three days' time, we forget 90% of what we heard. So, that's the benefit and the reason why we need to have a second brain. So, as a long kind of prelude to it, but essentially, a second brain is a, a place where you can digitally set up A store and then be able to capture those things which are relevant for you into this second brain without much friction. So what I mean by that is for example when you read something and you want to remember it what do you do? Do you have a system for capturing that at the moment? When you hear something useful on a podcast what do you do? Do you have a system for capturing that? When you want to when you come up with with an idea in a shower for example if at risk of that idea going by the wayside, what do you do? Where do you put that? When you have uh, when you have something to, that you want to focus on, in terms of a project uh, on a wish list that you want to do and accomplish, where do you put that? Would it just get forgotten? And then a couple of years later, you realise actually, you know, I did want to you know learn French, or I did want to you know learn how to surf or to ski or whatever. But these kind of wish list that you have these projects that you want to do get forgotten because they're not actually put anywhere into a system that enable you to keep track of the most most important projects in your life so some practitioner so now you're probably chomping at the bit given that you and you have an accountant brain you're probably thinking okay fine this is all well and good i want to do all this but how on earth do i do it okay well let's go on to that because i've only got five minutes before i get to the gym <laughs> so the so there are different ways of doing this and, and essentially there are, there are four aspects of the second brain concept that the chap Tiago Forte talks about and if you want to read in more depth you've got go and get the building a second brain book or he's got a podcast as well you can listen to lots of uh, YouTube videos type and build a second brain and a whole host of things will uh, will come up. I'm really sorry if you keep getting this ping messaging, uh, ping hearing in the background. I'm getting annoyed by it too. It's my car telling me not possible to mute. I need to figure out a way of uh, how to uh, sort that out afterwards. But hopefully, it hasn't distracted you too much. Anyway, so in terms of a second brain, we need to have a way where we can capture all this information so it doesn't get lost. That's the first step of his four step framework. The four step framework is it spells out code. C-O-D-E, the first step is capture, the second step is organize, the third step is distill, the fourth step is express code framework. So the first step was capture, and this is also kind of the methodology in uh, getting things done by David Allen, where we need to have a a system where we can capture everything that is of relevance to us, and we put it into a system that uh, enables us not to forget about it, and for it to be useful to our future selves. This is from very simple, you know, when you have something to, You know, your spouse tells you you need to pick up something from the supermarket. Where do you put that? Do you have a list for it? You know, what do you do? Do you have any reminders? Do you have a to-do app? Do you write it down? You know, do you have a system for it in one place? Other thing could be you've got an appointment. Do you have a system for that? Does it go straight into your calendar? Do you have another system for it to ensure that, you know, everything is being captured in one place? I uh, I live the life on my calendar, so I make sure that all meetings I have are all captured within my calendar. So that is taken care of. Uh, I make sure that uh, you know all my meetings are in there. In fact, I use Calendly, so uh, anyone can book something um, uh, when my calendar is free. Whoever has access to my uh, links so and my calendar can book a meeting with me, and I make sure that uh, you know at least that is always uh, kept up to date. So that even when I Uh, when I have something to do, it goes in the calendars. When I'm working on something, if I know I need to get something done, rather than having a long to-do list about what I need to do, because we as human beings are hopeless at actually figuring out how long something's gonna take, so you're more likely to get something done if you uh, put it in your calendar and assign a time to it. So if I want to get a a book chapter done, what I'll do is I will actually put it in my calendar and say that between such and such hours I will be writing my book. And as long as I'm doing that, then I am not uh, getting distracted and I am being intentional about what I'm gonna do with my time. Hey, just a quick break to tell you about a tool I use that has helped us to save hours and enable me to create a pricing system incorporating all the stuff that I've learned about value pricing over the years. That tool is called Go Proposal. What I love about it is that we can build the price in person with the prospect and then with a the click of a button, send them the proposal and engagement letter instantly during the meeting. That's literally saved us hours of time from how we used to do it before. Not only that, But also because I can build pricing models in the software, anyone in my team can now have pricing conversations and send proposals to prospects and clients that has helped to free me up to do things that I love, like creating this podcast for you. If you're not already using it, highly recommend you check it out. So, in terms of uh, other capture sources, so for example, you know what do you use a notes app? So when you come up across a certain idea, where does that go in your uh, in your second brain, as it were? So do you have a notes app? do you uh, you know do you write it down? You want to have one central source that you want things to go into. and again, this comes from the methodology of uh, of David Allen is that what you want to do is you want to have you want to have a think about what are what are the big projects in your life. What are you working on at the moment? So that everything that you read, watch, and listen to is done through the lens of the projects in your life. So that when anything is relevant that you come across that would fit into that particular project in your life, you've got a place to put it. So if a resource that you're looking at, something you're reading, something you're listening to, a blog post you're reading, a book that you're reading, a quote that you've come across, if that is relevant to a project, so for example, if you're writing an ebook, book right, uh, what you don't want to do is to kind of, the first time that you, uh, the worst thing to do is to have a blank page and be expected just to start writing. You want to be you want to be in a position of abundance so that you are already drawing upon ideas that you have, things that you've read, things that you've listened to, watched over a period of time because you've been capturing all that information over a long period of time so that when you do come to write, say in your, in your slot once a week for example, you're starting with abundance. You're not starting from a clean slate, you're starting with abundance already because you've got this treasure trove of stuff that you've already been capturing over the course of time. And again, when you have ideas and things from something, you're writing it in your own words, so you're capturing it. So I use, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I use Apple Notes, for example, because it's just easy. So I've had an idea for something, what I do is I've created project folders in my Apple Notes, or kind of project notes, essentially. So in terms of I've been intentional about what is the stuff that's important to me in my life, or what is the stuff that I'm expressing that I am uh, passionate about, that I like talking about, and for me, because I'm a, you know, creating content for you, uh, I've come up with you know, video ideas or podcasts or things like that, I'm writing my book. So in my mind, I've come up with the projects for me are, for example, pricing. Pricing is a big project for me, it's something I'm passionate about, something I love talking about, and therefore for me, pricing is one of my projects. But, you know, process is another one, people is another one, positions is another one, marketing is another one, sales is another one, leadership is another one. So whenever I come across useful stuff, or I have an idea that relates to any one of those kind of sections or projects in my life, they go into one of those pro, uh, Project Notes folders. Similarly, I have a Notion set up as well, so I have, in terms of my work projects, they go in there. So. As you may know, I run a mentoring program, and every month I have a deep dive session into one area. For example, so I might go deep into how to price compliance services, or I might go deep in terms of how to systemize your firm, or how to build a team where you know everyone is. Um, uh, where you can attract the best talent, where you can retain your high performance, where you can maximise everyone's potential. So because I know I've got these projects coming up, then what I can do is I everything that I read, watch and listen to, I can filter through that lens and I can put stuff that's relevant to any of those topics within those project folders. So when it comes to my preparation for those sessions, I'm starting from abundance. I already have clippings of stuff that I have either come up with as a, as an idea from what I've watched, or I've got, you know, the link to the podcast I listen to on that subject, or I've got a link to a blog post, or I've got, you know, I'm, I'm mentioning a book that I've read, or I've got a screen or what I, what I tend to do because I read at night. Uh, I don't really have time to you know I don't uh, I don't I don't kind of write notes anywhere I don't have anything handy to write notes so my way of capturing good stuff from books that I've read is to take a screenshot I have my phone nearby so I just take a screenshot and then I have because I have a a project in my notion and that's linked on my phone I can quickly just uh, take that screenshot and put it into the project folder for that particular session so i'm starting from abundance already i'm picking up those clippings as i go along and they get put into the right project folder and other use cases for this could be you know if you're planning a if you're planning a wedding for example or you're planning a holiday same sort of thing treat that as a project and so you know your holiday to Australia next year for example is a project you put that in there and then you know as you come across things perhaps on social media you're scrolling through Instagram and you see there's a great place to visit or someone gives you a restaurant recommendation or there's you know an itinerary that's been made up by someone that you come across you don't want to lose those uh, snippets of information that you think oh actually this is really useful you'll forget it if you don't actually capture it there and then you're going to forget it so what you want to do is rather than just bookmark it and then never know where you put it have those intentional project folders set up, and then copy it to those project folders. And therefore, when you come across, when you actually are working on that project, you'll know, and you'll have access to that treasure trove of information that you've been collecting along the way. Similar things like, you know, if you're doing an extension for your house, you could do the same sort of thing. You want to start with abundance. So we're having an extension done next year. We've Got a project folder in Notion, for example, for it. So that, you know, when we see stuff on Instagram that we like, we put it in there. When you come across, you know, in stuff in magazines, we'll take a uh, photo and put that in there as well so that when we're coming to, to planning, when we're having talks with interior designer, then everything is there, we have a reference point for it. So with a project, you would have tasks as well. And again, so this is now coming on to day to day life, how do you organize what you need to do? Well, when it comes to projects, you want to have a next Action, rather than just saying write ebook, that kind of ebook is the project. What is the next action in the process? So you know, break down your projects by action, so you know what the next action is that you need to be working on for that particular project. So you want to basically live life by by telling you know asking yourself, what are the things most important to me? and what are the projects that are going on in my life? And then have a place where you can put those projects. So, you know, Notion for example, you can have your projects in Notion and then everything that you read, watch, listen to, then gets filtered through that lens and you have a place to put it. So, that's just one use case scenario uh, of uh, of a second brain. The second brain uses, again, his, uh, there's, an, there's another acronym he uses, sorry, I'm kind of flipping around here, which is called the PARA framework, uh, which again, I've kind of been talking about when PARA stands for projects, areas, resources and archive. So, what you want, as I said, you want to filter everything through projects. Areas are kind of the things in your life that uh, just require a certain level of maintenance, for example, that you might find important. So, your finances, your health, for example, there are areas that require an ongoing level uh, of of maintenance in life and resources, so you want to have a place where you can dump stuff that might not be relevant to a project, but you want to kind of dump it there and uh, to have it available for you to uh, retrieve in the future, and that then just makes it easier for you. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of set up different folders, but nowadays with the search tools available to us, then folders are really unnecessary and they just add to more friction and it makes it harder for you to find things so what i tend to do is and you'll probably go crazy when i tell you how many unread emails i have in my inbox (laughs) is that because the search tools are great these days you don't need to kind of you know um tag anything really so unless it's getting put into a project if it's something that it's kind of just useful either you know you've already got pre-made tags for the stuff that you know you want to put it into but otherwise you can just um uh, you can just, uh, you know, use the powerful features in the search uh, bar to be able to find what you need when you want, when you need it. So, um, uh, I dread to think, you know, what you'll think of me when I tell you how many unread emails I have in my inbox, I have about, uh, let me just check, it tells me here, uh, Seventy-one thousand nine hundred thirty-two. <laughs> your, your perception of me has probably just gone way downhill at the moment. If you're an inbox zero type of person, but that does also include my Gmail inbox. I'm looking at my iPhone here. Um, my main inbox has uh, how many? Uh, 533 in my Gmail inbox, which is where I just send all the junk, all the newsletters and stuff that I sign up to, is 66,000. So 533 in my main working box. But then again, as I said, I don't really see, receive many emails these days. Uh, thankfully, all the work stuff goes to the team. So I don't really get that many emails. It's, it's, if I need to find something, then uh, I just search for it in my Outlook or my phone, and I can find it pretty easily. Uh, the support email for my coaching business is now dealt with my calendar. I don't even see those emails. If there's something that she needs to refer to me she'll send it to me or send me a slack message and say you know what do i do with this uh and uh, if i need to help on a response i'll send her the response and she'll send get it sent out so that's kind of oh, a massive load lifted off me by her managing that inbox my personal inbox you know I manage myself although she has access to it although um you know, as I said, I don't really get that many emails these days, so it's it's not too bad. But yeah, just, you know, don't, don't fret too much about filing things away. Just use the search features as and when you need them. Anyway, I think I've gone on a bit, uh, but hopefully that gives you some sort of insight into why we want to have a second brain to be able to free up our brains to focus on creative things, creative pursuits and doing what's important and to reduce that feeling of overwhelm that we have when we're trying to store too much in our first brain as it were. So if you want to read more about this, Getting Things Done and Building a Second Brain by Tiago Forte are great places to start. Otherwise, let me know your feedback. I'd love to hear from you on LinkedIn. What questions do you have? What other topics do you want me to cover? Let me know and I will put it onto the pipeline for future episodes. Otherwise, hope you've had value from it. Take care. Speak to you on the next one. Bye for now. I hope you got value from that episode. And if you want to spend more time together, where we go deeper on topics like pricing, marketing, sales, building a team and processes so you can build a firm that is less reliant on you, then come and join the TYP Mentoring Community. It's my membership program where I deliver practical mentoring sessions from my personal experience of building my practice and share resources that I have created and use in my firm so you don't have to reinvent the wheel and waste time and money making mistakes like I did. There's an amazing community of 100 plus accountants that you get to meet every week, share challenges, best practices, and use the power of the group to shortcut your learnings. Go to RezaHooder.com forward slash mentoring to find out more.